This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Certainly Josh dealt with some turnovers yesterday and leads the league this season in turnovers. Have you noticed a pattern when he kind of gets off the rails a little bit, turning the football over with him? Is it consistently the same issue or are there different circumstances for each? No, I think there's, you know, there's different circumstances. There's things that, you know, come up that are in our control and there's things that come up that are out of our control at times. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's definitely something where we look back and uh, each week and, and we try to correct and we try to learn to make sure those things uh, um, that are within our control don't, don't happen and, um, you know, move forward to make sure that we're, we're giving ourselves the best chance and best opportunity to move down and score points. I know I'm pretty sure you've been asked about this multiple times, but what is the juggling with him in terms of not wanting to take away his incredible playmaking ability, like escaping sacks or making plays that you usually from a coaching standpoint would say, don't ever do that. Well, also reeling him in to limit putting the ball in harm's way in those opportunities. Well, it's a, it's a great question. And I think it's a balancing act that you deal with anytime you have, you know, great football players, you know, and, and especially at the quarterback position, um, because there's times where, where you have to try to fit a ball in a tight window or um, take a chance on, on a play because you got a one-on-one matchup with one of your better receivers on a DB or, or whatever those situations are. So um, it's, it's always a balancing act, no matter, I think, uh, um, you know, who the quarterback is um, when, you know, you have confidence in that guy you know, and, and you have confidence in him and, and his playmaking ability. And you have the confidence to, if we do make a mistake, come back the next play and still throw a pass. And, and I think that's where we're at with Josh. But, you know, I, I do agree. And I think uh, um, it's, it's, it is a um, making sure that we are playing smart, not conservative. Um, you know, and there's times where we do want to take those opportunities. And there's times where it's, hey, let's, you know, let's check it down or, or whatever the, the situation might be. So, it's a, it's a constant battle of, you know, making sure we're trusting our eyes, trust what we see, trusting our progressions and, and uh, uh, playing a, a caliber of ball that, that gives us the best opportunity to win. On the flip side, are there also times where you have to encourage him, don't be too conservative, where maybe mm-hmm. the, the turnovers pile up and he's thinking now I have to be super smart with this. How does the conversation flip in those instances? Yeah, and I think that's where Josh has really grown up a ton since when I first got here till now, you know, and I think um, early on in, in his career, when he would have some, something like that happen, it's like, you, you feel that it affects him. I think, you know, he does a great job now of, of 
you know, really learning from things and, and, and still playing confident. And I think that's what you have to do as a quarterback. You know, it's, it's, you've got to constantly play confident because you could be one of 30 and have an opportunity, a two minute drive to go win a game and you better be at your best, you know? And I think that's, um, that's a great thing that, that, uh, that Josh has is that ability to still, you know, no matter what's happened in the course of the game, um, you know, be at his best when, when we need him in critical situations. Josh was sacked seven times yesterday and under pressure a lot. How are you going to relieve that pressure when he's sitting in the pocket? Is it him not having the time or is it there or the plays isn't just developing quick enough in your eyes? I think there's a, there's a combination of some different things, you know, and, and I think the way that the game was being played kind of dictated some of those, some of those things, you know, and, and kind of the uh, uh, aggressiveness in what you play with and, um, you know, and I, so I think there's, there's definitely some things we could do to help that, um, you know, in order to, to take some of that pressure off. Um, and then there's definitely some execution things that we can make sure we're doing better as well. Absolutely coach. And, uh, how important was it for, uh, Gabe to step up with the rest of the receiving course who contribute, but not forgetting your money wide receiver and digs at times. I think it's, it's huge for an offense. Anytime you have multiple weapons and you have multiple guys that, you can attack with and that a defense has to account for, um, you know, obviously Steph is, is one of the best players in the national football league and, and an important part of our offense. And um, you know, but I think it helps Steph out, out a lot when other guys can step up and, and really make plays around him, um, you know, to, to alleviate some of that from, um, you know, focus, uh, uh, focus as well. So, um, you know, we, we definitely are trying to always make sure we're, we're staying balanced on how we're attacking teams um, and putting our guys in the best possibility, po- best position to, to have success. Uh, your thoughts on this Bengals defense and what will it take to win some battles on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously, a, you know, a veteran group has been together a long time. And, um, you know, at this point in the season, even their young guys are, are not young anymore. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough group. They get after you and um, they, they give you some different looks and, uh, at the same time, there's, there's not a lot of things that they do. That's very unsound either. You know, they're, they're sound in what they do and, um, aggressive in their approach. So it's a great challenge for us. And, and, uh, you know, obviously taking it one day at a time in our preparation and be ready to go come, uh, come Sunday. As brief as the last meeting was, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. you did drive the ball. Uh, on them in your first drive and scored three points. Are you totally going to scrap that game plan or are you just going to look at this as a, as a whole on how you should attack uh, this Bengals defense? Well, you know, obviously we're going to go back and, and use that as our, our kind of outline of, of what we want to do. Cause there was a lot of plays we didn't run, you know, that, that are still applicable. We just got to make sure, um, you know, it's, it's stuff that, uh, um, you know, we haven't run in the past two games as well, you know, so, um, we just got to make sure we're, we're, uh, you know, keeping things, uh, a little bit different, keeping things off, uh, keeping, trying to keep them off balance with our, with our looks at the same time, not trying to reinvent the wheel with us with a, a game plan that we already had up. Uh, my last question to you, coach, uh, I know playing teams twice is a great challenge, playing three times uh, as the last two games uh, yesterday uh, with the Ravens and the Bengals and yourself and the Dolphins, uh, it seemed that the Ravens had a tremendous amount of success running the football. Uh, Were you able to take a look at that? And um, is that something uh, that you 
can use uh, to your advantage this week? I think, you know, uh, when you look at that game and, and, uh, and Baltimore against, uh, you know, since throughout the year, obviously it's very different styles of offense um, and, and uh, uh, different ways that they attack teams than, than we attack teams at times. So I definitely think there's, um, there's some things that we can, uh, can use looking at those, those tapes and, and uh, um, you know, things that we could definitely attack them with from a run game standpoint, but at the same time, it's uh, it's very different schematic type uh, type teams and, and personnel wise and scheme wise. So, um, you know, I think there's a, a balancing act of, you know, what, what they did and, and not losing our identity as well. Hey, Ken, um, I wanted to first follow up on some of what you were just saying about the game plan for Cincinnati having faced mm-hmm. them so recently. When you guys knew based off the seating that there was a good chance that you guys would face them again um, so quickly. Did that kind of change? Did you hold anything out game plan, game plan wise the last couple games, knowing it might be good to bring it back against Cincinnati or like, was there anything that yeah, I mean, games in between? Um, honestly, you know, there's, there's things that um, weren't applicable for those two weeks, but then at the same time, you know, those are two important games for us. So you know, we didn't want to lose out on maybe a, a play that was going to help us win a football game that were, well, you know, whether it was uh, an important game at, at the last game of the year or a playoff game in order to save it. So, you know, we'll take a look and, and uh, you know, make sure that anything that we can carry over that we haven't used, we're definitely going to carry over and anything conceptually that we feel good about going into the game. Um, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at and see if it's something that uh, that we can do and, and give some different looks. To jump a bit, I know you talked some already about, you know, today and throughout the season, you've talked about your general philosophy of smart, not conservative. Um, I was wondering if you could take me specifically through, though, the first drive of the fourth quarter for y'all right after starting with the two deep shots to Gabe Davis. Yeah. Kind of like, what was the thought process on that drive? What were you guys seeing? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the first one, um, you know, came down to a call that was based off of, you know, the situation of. Um, them playing the sticks a little bit there. And, and we thought we had a good opportunity with, a, 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 you know, to try to get a chunk there for us to really help us kind of alleviate where we were and, and, uh, and get us going right there. So I thought the first one, you know, we had a, a good protection with it and, and, um, and we're able to get a, create a one-on-one matchup right there and get a step. We just, you know, we're, we're off on the throw. The second one, I think, you know, that, that was one where, you know, you learn from a little bit there. If, uh, um, you know, a situation where it was a, a, you know, we're trying to make sure we're getting ourselves into the best play at the line of scrimmage, um, you know, with, with some different options. While at the same time, uh, could definitely give it a more of a, you know, possession pass potentially right there as well. Um, you know, you just don't at the same, you just don't want to become predictable in kind of some of the things you do as well. You know, it's, um, you don't want to take a shot and then, you know, necessarily the next play, you know, force yourself into a, you know, a handoff or a possession pass. You know, you want to keep keep a defense off the bounce. At the same time, you know, there is a time and a place. So, you know, situation of the game, I think, can dictate those things a lot of times. And, and it's something we'll look back on and, and learn from. And um, I think going forward, give ourselves uh, maybe some other answers. And when you see Josh might be struggling in the passing game, is there any reason where you might change the plan a little bit and go to the run a little more? Because it seemed like the running game 
Uh, the guys looked like they were ready to run. They, they were running well, 4.3 yards and uh, three uh, for uh, James Cook and three point something yards for Devin Singletary. Just wondering, how come these guys don't get more touches uh, in these in these games? Well, one, I think, you know, I, I didn't uh, have the sense that, you know, we were um, below, you know, I, don't, I really didn't think we had the sense of, you know, we, we needed to lose balance. Um, in what we were doing, I felt like we could still uh, um, do things in the run and pass game and uh, and make sure that we were still attacking a defense in multiple ways throughout that game. Um, and I didn't think we needed to lose that at the time. I thought, uh, you know, Josh was seeing things, playing confident, um, you know, and, and uh, um, doing some some really good things out there for us that put us in a great position to have an opportunity to win the game. Um, you know, so I, I want to make sure that we were still attacking a defense in multiple different ways. And then, you know, uh, at the same time, coming up at the end there in, in four-minute situation, being able to finish off with the run game was, was big for us. Uh, yes, indeed, at that time. I was wondering when it was 17-0, to zero, uh, any thought to say, hey, let's run this clock, let's get some more clock going, and, and, and by, by running the football, that would be some type of – that would be situational I football? Think, yeah, I, I do think when it was 17-0, there was still a lot of game left to be played. Um, you know, you're talking, you know, still in the first half, early in the second half, you know, so uh, or really, yeah, in the first half, you know, you're still in the first half of the football game. So there's still a lot of uh, game to be played. And I think at that point, you're you're calling your normal offense and, um, you know, utilizing your weapons and, and trying to keep a defense off balance, you know, by being multiple and by being, you know, um, uh, able to attack in different ways like we were doing. Uh, the last Cincinnati game on that first drive of the game. Uh, the, the guys were running the ball. Cook took it in. We took like a six-yard run. You got it inside the 10, second and third down. You went with passes. I'm just wondering, and when you get into that deep into the red zone, any consideration to go to and play power football uh, like the Ravens did uh, last night and just, just run over those guys? Well, it's, or, it's hard to run that, over guys in the NFL. You or know? attempt to. It's, attempt it's to. Not, not an easy thing to do. Um, and the tighter you get, the more guys are at the line of scrimmage. So we're, we're going to do things and make sure, um, again, we're, we're attacking teams. And we've done that in, in, throughout the course of the year. We've done uh, um, we've gotten down there and we've played some physical ball and been able to run it in on, on teams. And, um, you know, we've gone down there and we've been able to, to execute the pass game on teams. So um, I do think, again, it's, it's an opportunity to make sure you're not lopsided one direction or the other in terms of the run or pass game. There was a report out uh, that you had uh, interviewed with uh, Carolina, and I know that this kind of stuff comes up at the, you know, worst time of year. But I, I'm interested to know what how you're approaching that as a first year offensive coordinator with you know potential head coaching opportunities. Like what you're focused on during the week, you know, coupled with having to kind of sell yourself for potential jobs. How do you how do you approach that? Uh, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, it's my, my focus is pretty much 100% on us and, and this team here in Buffalo right now and winning a football game. And, you know, those, those things all I feel like take care of your, take care of itself. Um, you know, if you're you're focused on your current job and you're focused on uh, the things that you need to do, you know, football wise, because, you know, not not many coaches are getting hired off of, you know, one win teams, two win teams, whatever it might be, you know, it's it's. Um, it's one of those things where I've, I just, I've always believed that, you know, those things come if you're, you're doing your job to the best of your ability. 
you know, and, and then, you know, when those, when those interviews and things like that happen, you go and be yourself and you're honest about things and, you know, and, and if they like it, great. If not, then, you know, it is what it is, you know, but uh, um, you always try to make sure that your focus is a hundred percent on, you know, not, not shortchanging, you know, the guys who you've, you know, um, put so poured their heart and soul into a year. And, you know, no matter what the situation is, I think that, you know, whoever opportunities that are down the road, you know, those, those people, I think, understand that because they would want their coaches to be in the same, uh, have the same philosophy, I would hope. Hey, again, um, I had a couple more. I was wondering first about Roger Saffold, just, I know mm -hmm. it's, he has now been here for a while, but just, I think when a veteran guy can come to a new team, they can approach it a lot of different ways. What have you seen both from you know, getting here and throughout his whole time of what he's done to kind of weave himself in and, you know, be supportive of guys throughout the offense. Yeah. He's, he's just really kind of stepped in and, and been a great veteran presence for us on, on the offensive line, you know, um, cause we've got a great, really good mix there of some, some younger guys, some older guys, you know, some, some guys in the middle of their career. So it's, it's a really good mix, uh, um, you know, of, you know, age range and personality and, and it's really gelled together in a, in a great way. And I think, you know, him next to Dion, he's been able to really be, you know, a, a voice for Dion to kind of, you know, talk and those guys are really gelled together. And, and you see that, I think, in their play on the left side of the line. So, um, you know, he's been he's been great from that leadership standpoint and that kind of anchor in the middle standpoint, um, you know, as well from a production standpoint for us. And then I um, was curious just about the split and snaps between uh, James Cook and Devin Singletary just said it's closer to 50-50. What has been behind that? Yeah, I think it's just that they're both playing really good football for us. And they're, they're both, you know, two guys that, that we trust so much to be in the game, you know. So sometimes it's just kind of the way drives are going a little bit dictates some of those things. It's the luck of the draw a little bit, you know, kind of whose series it is and and that type of thing. And, and then sometimes it's, uh, you know, we've got certain guys tagged on plays that are just getting called a little bit more than others. But I do think at the same time, though, we've got a lot of, a lot of faith in both those guys that no matter what the situation is, we, we feel very comfortable with the, either one of them being in the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 